You're listening to episode 59 of the Room to Grow podcast. I'm Emily Goff, a holistic nutritionist and women's lifestyle coach living in Hamilton, Ontario in Canada. And here on the Room to Grow podcast, I bring you thoughts or guests in areas of nutrition, mindset, lifestyle, and entrepreneurship that will help you gain confidence so you can stress less and elevate yourself to create the life you love. We are not here to do things perfectly, but we are here to learn from each other and to grow with lots of self-love and compassion along the way. Let's get started. Hey there, welcome back to the Room to Grow podcast. And today we are talking about the anti-resolution way to accomplish goals that do not suck. (laughs) And I have to say, I was pretty excited when I came up with this title because this is very reflective of how I feel about resolutions, particularly New Year's resolutions. I am just so strongly of the belief that we can change anything we want about ourselves at any time. We don't need to wait until Monday or next month, or the first of the month, or next week, or January 1st, which is when we all seem to feel like we need to put all of our eggs in that basket and and hang all of our hopes on January 1st. We set ourselves up for failure when we do this, and that's the biggest problem. This is why, even though we all know that resolutions generally don't work, we make them anyway. (laughs) every year this happens and every year everyone's always saying, well, you know, what's going to be different about this year and all this, this was such a shitty year this year and and next year is going to be so much better. And, and we hang all of our hopes on this one day on the calendar and we don't look at the sustainable goals. This is why a lot of people have so much trouble with things like their nutrition and fitness too, right? We know this intuitively But when it comes down to it, we just want the quick fix. We don't want to put in the work. We aren't willing to put in the work because that involves creating a new habit and creating new habits are hard to do. That is a hard thing to do. And we just don't come up with a plan that is realistic that we can make actually work for us. So I actually waited to do this episode. Originally, I was going to air this on January 1st, but I felt like that went against the entire point of the episode, which was to not hang all of your hopes on January 1st. So I actually wanted to wait to talk to talk about this topic until farther into January, because it can just feel too overwhelming at the beginning of the month. We're being bombarded with everything January 1st. And to be honest, some of you might already be feeling like 2019 maybe isn't going the way that you wanted it to, or perhaps you started off strong, but we're halfway through the month already. It's starting to feel like, you know, other things are getting in the way of you hitting your goals. Um, and it can start to feel really hard. We can start to, to lose steam around this time. So this episode is hopefully going to get you a little bit back on track. And on a personal note, New Year's Day can feel like the darkest day of the year for me. And it has for years, every single year, New Year's Day, for some reason, feels like the hardest day of the year. It, I, I, I'm not entirely sure why. I mean, I, I, I've heard uh, science has sort of indicated that they say that the most depressing day of the year is usually the third Monday in January. They call it Blue Monday, if you've heard of that. But for me, it's always January 1st and the initial handful of days that follow. Like, I don't have an exact number on that, but usually like four or five days at least after January 1st, it just feels 
life feels hard sometimes. Even when I know it's going to be an amazing year and there's all kinds of cool things to look forward to and and no matter what that year has in store, those first few days just feel really tough. Part of it could maybe be kind of the letdown of Christmas. Um, not, Not of Christmas, but just with Christmas being over because I get really excited about the holidays and I get so pumped up about it. So then when Christmas is done and over with, it's like, well, what's what's the next major holiday to look forward to? Like, I don't know, St. Patrick's Day? <laughs> I'm not Irish and I don't really drink. So <laughs> that's not really much of a holiday in my mind. Like, it just feels like any major holiday just feels really far away. And then being here in Canada, for anyone who is um, in Canada or otherwise in like a cold climate where it's it's really chilly this time of year, the days are very short. There's all kinds of, uh, there's not very much daylight at all. It's it's dark for a lot more of the day. It's tough, right? All of that stuff really adds up. And I think that it also has to do with, sometimes I, I almost get overwhelmed with the year ahead and everything that I want to get done, even when so much, of it is, it, so much of it is exciting. It just feels like a lot to handle. This year is actually feeling a a little bit different, uh, quite a bit different in in multiple ways. Something has sort of shifted a little bit. Um, There's a few different components to this. I think that one one part of it is that it's largely due to actually enjoying my work, whereas before I would be about to head back to my job after the holidays. And that could be quite stressful this time of year, uh, just because of, of the work that I did in my corporate job. And just because I, you know, as, as fantastic as my job was, I just didn't really enjoy it. But this year also feels kind of terrifying for me. There are a lot of really massive shifts happening in my life that I can feel, I can actually feel opening huge new windows of opportunity. So it's kind of a double-sided coin there because these are some really big, scary changes that are giving me all the feels <laughs> like anxiety, sadness over old doors that are closing so that new ones can open, um, some sort of small sense of peace knowing that I can dig deep and figure this out and that I've made it this far. And, you know, for some reason, I just have this weird certainty that the best is yet to come. That sounds like such a cliche, but even though I know it's going to be hard as shit to get there, it just feels like there are some really cool things ahead. I, I can't even quite put my finger on it. It's sort of like this, this intuition that I seem to have uh, about this year and, and, and the years to come. But this year has also involved setting different kinds of goals than I have before, being more intentional and specific in the ways that I go about setting them too, and really learning to take the time to celebrate all the things along the way that are helping you through your journey. Even if it doesn't feel like you're as far along as you want to be, or, you know, this thing went right, but then five things went wrong. Like it it feels like you're taking a step forward and then 16 steps back, right? But I really want to stress this, like we need to celebrate. Celebrate good times, (laughs) right? We really do. We need to celebrate these things. And I have learned that so much, from, from last year in particular, I had coaches and women and people in my life who have surrounded me on a whole new level this past year and just really encouraged me to lift my chin and celebrate the crap out of whatever the small stuff is, even when I was feeling discouraged. A girlfriend the other day uh, texted me and she's like, 
what is one small thing right now that you can feel grateful for? And like, how did I end up with friends like this? It's amazing. <laughs> and that's just a small little reminder. Even if you're having a tough day, that can be more than enough to snap you out of it. And you can start to realize, you know what? I, I had, uh, you know, this big goal that I wanted to get done this year. And it feels like I'm falling off the wagon a little bit. But if you are going to just pity yourself and kind of wallow in that, instead of actually making a change to do it, like how much time are you spending? Let, let's just say, for example, that you want to start uh, working out, I don't know, five days a week and life gets busy and things get in the way sometimes and you might not have time to fit it in uh, one day this week, one of the five days. And then the following week, it's like two of the days you miss. And it just starts to add up. There can come a point where you might actually spend more time wallowing in self-pity that day or, you know, coming up with reasons as to why you couldn't work out than you would have just working out. Like even if it was something just with like body weight in your living room, as opposed to taking the extra time to drive all the, all the way to the gym or something like that. I've totally been guilty of that before. Probably like, oh, I don't have any time. Like, let me map this out. How could I make this work to fit in a workout? And then 30 minutes go by and then I really am out of time. And I'm like, well, for Pete's sake, I could have just done a workout in the living room, right? So we have to really think about these things and recognize when we're getting stuck. When, when we are getting bogged down in the details and we aren't allowing ourselves to come out of that and to see a different perspective. I, without celebrating some of these things along the way, we're, we're going to be miserable. We really are. And honestly, if you hate the journey, you're going to be just as miserable with the end result, even if it was what you originally wanted. If you set yourself a goal and you, you get to that goal, but you've been in a negative, terrible, miserable mood the whole time trying to get there, you're not going to be any happier once you achieve that goal. It's just not going to happen. So I'm telling you this because I want you to understand that if you're feeling a little bit lost, if you are feeling discouraged or left behind so far in 2019, I just really want to reassure you that you are not alone. And there are steps that you can take to change that. Because remember, like I said before, January 1st is just a date on the calendar. It's like any other day, really. It, all, all that's different is a different number at, at the end of the year. That's it. It's just a new day on the calendar. It's the same as any other day. You can make your, your change, whatever change you want to make, you can make it today or you can make it tomorrow or you can make it next week. You can make it the beginning of next month if you want to. Whatever you want, you get to decide. Typically, I'm of, of the mind that don't, don't wait until Monday or the first of the month or whatever. If you want to make a change, I always encourage people to start right now. And if not, if not right now, then tomorrow, but then don't keep telling yourself tomorrow endlessly. Either. Like if you say tomorrow, then actually take a small step towards that goal tomorrow, like actually tomorrow, right? Like this is why resolutions don't work in, in general. And especially on new year's, we focus on everything that's wrong with us and right off the bat, whatever goal we want to hit, it's coming from a super negative place, right? Like think about that. 
how many people get to New Year's and they say, well, I want to work out uh, more. I want to eat better. I want to, um, you know, write a book this year. I want to start a podcast and I'm going to launch a business. But, and those, those things are all amazing. They aren't nearly specific enough and not even potentially realistic, but all of those things are possible and they're, they're a great starting point. But what's the other side of the coin on that? Why do you feel like you have to do all of those things? This is where we have to get really clear on the why, because most people who are making these big, huge, like 180 degree shifts, or they're, they're trying to come something like January 1st, they're often coming at it from a really negative place because they feel like a failure for not having done all of those things the year before and potentially the year before that, and potentially the five years prior to that, right? Because a lot of us tend to make the same goals over and over and over again each year, and we never actually reach them because we're usually giving up by mid-January, right? This is the problem because we try to, to not only change everything at once, which is entirely unsustainable, but then on top of that, all of these big goals are often rooted in such negativity that we can never break free of that. And how can you celebrate something or celebrate any small win along the way, along your journey, if you just kind of feel shitty about them, right? Like you're looking so far ahead into the future that you might be setting yourself a goal that you don't actually believe that you can achieve because you've broken promises to yourself so many times prior to this. So one of the things that, that we need to focus on here is how to set a real goal, a real goal. So there's a, couple, there's a couple of things here. We need to figure out your why for one thing, because your why has to be a lot more positive than I want to lose 10 pounds. It has to be a lot bigger than that. If you are going to actually achieve whatever it is that, that you want to achieve, it, it has to be coming from a better place than that. The other thing is it has to be very specific very specific. I've talked about this in the podcast before, but one of my biggest pet peeves is when people make statements like, I want to work out, work out more and eat better, or I want to be more mindful. Like none of those things mean anything. <laughs> none of them actually mean anything. What does that mean? I don't know what that means. What, what does working out more look like for you? I don't know how much you work out right now. Do you work out at all? Have you ever worked out? Like all of these things are important factors as to how you are going to get from point A to point B. So some examples are things like, um, I will have zero balance on my credit cards by March 1st. So there's something, I mean, we could get into a whole money mindset thing on this, but which I'm not going to, but <laughs> I do want to say, rather than saying I will have no debt by March 1st, I am very careful to word it. I will have zero balance on my credit cards by March 1st because I'm not the right person necessarily to talk to about like manifesting. But if you, if you kind of do a bit of a deep dive in terms of uh, manifestation and how that can relate to goals and the language that we use, when we're using words like debt, even though we're talking about having no debt, that can sort of just throw it out into the universe and, and, and it's like the universe is only hearing the word debt. So you're more likely to kind of stay stuck and stay mired in that. Whereas something like I will have zero balance on my credit cards by March 1st, 
that's a completely different shift. And it has, those kinds of words have a different energy to them. And you can almost feel that in your body. Like when, when you say something like, I will have no debt on my credit cards by March 1st versus I will have zero balance on my credit cards by March 1st. Which one sounds better to you? Like which one has a more positive spin on it, a more positive vibe? It's definitely the zero balance one. I don't know about you, but I, I totally feel that energy. So that's something to think about as well. Like not only do you need to be super specific about your goals, but be very careful about the language that you're using when you're setting them as well. So more examples, something like, um, I, I will, I will lift weights at the gym Monday, Wednesday, and Friday mornings at 6am for 30 minutes each day. Great. Look at how specific that is. And then you can start to work backwards. Okay. So if you're going to be at the gym for 6am, what time do you need to go to bed the night before to make sure that you are getting a good amount of sleep? Like, you know, hopefully at least seven to eight hours of sleep and still get to the gym on time. Okay. Well then you should probably be in bed by like nine, nine thirty. Okay. So how is that then going to affect your evening prior to that the night before? Right? So then you can just start working backwards, but if you don't set this up in a specific way, you're never going to be able to work backwards because you won't know what it is you're trying to accomplish. If you just said, I want to work out more versus I will lift weights at the gym Monday, Wednesday, Friday for 30 minutes each day at 6 a.m. Which one sounds more doable, right? Like just work out more. That means nothing. That doesn't, that doesn't mean anything. It doesn't, doesn't allow you to set up the habit that will go with the goal. Some more examples, something like I will read 20 minutes each night. You could even go more specific. I will read uh, fiction 20 minutes every night. I will go for a 30 minute walk every single day, rain or shine. You know, if it rains, you take an umbrella or you get wet, one or the other, <laughs> right? Like there's all kinds of things that we can do to set a super specific goal. And going back to the language around this too, I find that writing in the present tense or, or speaking in the present tense, visualizing what that goal will feel like when you hit it too, like what does it feel like? When you have zero balance in your credit cards come March 1st, what does that version of you feel like? Like I bet you, you will feel lighter. You will feel more free. You will feel like you have more options. You will feel better about the fact that then you'll have uh, a lot more money opened up to save, to invest, maybe to uh, start pinching your pennies to put towards a vacation, something like that. Whatever it is, start thinking about how that feels like and visualize what that will mean for you. Visualize the dollar amount in your bank account. Again, this can be applied to any of these, like visualize what you will feel like after a great workout, one of your three workouts per week uh, at 6 a.m., how will you feel when you're done that workout? How will you feel when you've done that workout three times a week for the last three months? Right? You're going to feel amazing. You're going to feel strong. You're going to be, be like, feel really powerful. There's a lot of power in that. Keeping a promise to yourself is, is super important because recognizing something I think is really important is that we need to recognize when we set up a goal or any time in life that we are so quick to rationalize quitting. <laughs> like 
so quick. If there's something that we don't really want to do, our brain is very good at coming up with approximately 25 reasons, almost instantaneously, why we should quit. You know, when you're sitting outside the gym and you don't feel very motivated, there's probably at least, I could easily, at, on any given day, come up with at least 12 reasons why I should not work out if I'm just feeling kind of meh about the whole thing. <laughs> so this is why you're coming up with your why is super important because that is what is going to get you through on the days where you don't feel as motivated. This, this rationalizing quitting, it's just, it's kind of the way our brains work. Like coming up with the perfect excuse so that we can talk ourselves out of doing something that would ultimately help us. So even just recognizing that our brains might sometimes work against us in that way is helpful, right? Like just figuring that out in advance, that's going to actually be really helpful because then we can expect it and we know what to do or what to tell ourselves or what why to like big why to refer back to when we start to rationalize those things. It's also really important. I know I kind of mentioned this already, but it's really important not to change everything at once. It's, we just, no one can change everything at once. It's so much better to go for small incremental changes that are going to add up to huge sustainable results. What would you rather have? Would you rather change everything overnight and have it only last for three months, which is generous, by the way, most of us would not last three months if we tried to change everything at once. If, if you changed everything at once for three months and then went back to your old ways, or if you changed one tiny little thing at a time and then each of those tiny little changes stuck and you just changed one, one thing at a time, you know, you change, you make one little change for, I don't know, at least a month and then you build onto that. So you maintain that one change and by then that kind of feels more like a habit already. So then you add one other small change. You stick with that for a month. So then that's two changes that you've made for 30 days. Uh, one, of, one of those changes you've made for 60 days by then, the second change you've made for 30 days. Then you add another one, a third one. And then that keeps going and going and going. How much farther ahead are you going to be by the end of the year than if you tried to change everything at once and failed? Because most of us would fail if we tried to change everything at once. There's nothing wrong with you if you fail at that point. That's actually pretty normal because we just aren't built that way. We aren't built to make that kind of change that quickly. So here's another example in terms of like the why too and, and coming up with why a goal is so important to us and really zeroing in on why it's such a big deal. An example of this is I will go for a 30 minute walk every single day because, so you can add a because to any of your goals, I want to, and, and this will depend on anyone, but I'll give you a, a few examples. I want to improve my digestion. I want to increase my energy. I want to lower stress and anxiety. I want to recover faster from my workouts. I want to get some fresh air. I want to stay grounded. I want to clear my head so that I can focus more. I want to uh, go for a 30 minute walk every day. So because I want to care for myself so that I can show up as the best version of me for my partner and kids, right? Like there's so many different directions that you can take that. And all of those whys are a lot bigger deal than I'm going to walk every day for 30 minutes because I want to lose the last five pounds, right? Like which one sounds more important to you? 
any of the reasons I just listed, you know, about digestion and, and focus and showing up as a better version of myself and more energy, all of those things sound a lot better to me than losing the last five pounds, right? And, and this is the thing about goals too, is that support from other people is so important and you might not always have the people in your life that will offer that to you. So I'm really encouraging you to reach out to a girlfriend, um, you know, hire a coach, uh, come into the room to grow podcast, Facebook group, and let us know what you're working towards. All of these things, there's so many different ways now, especially in the age of social media and the internet. There's so many ways that we can support each other without necessarily having someone by our side 24 seven, um, in person, right? There's so many different options. And these are also people who can really support you in those little celebrations too, because it's those little celebrations that are going to make this so much sweeter and make the journey so much more fun. And that's what is going to get you through on the tough days. There's another exercise that I've, I've done previously, and I know some people who, uh, who continue to do this. I didn't really do this one as much this year, but coming up with a word for the year that you're going to live by or focus on or, or manifest. So previous years, I've focused on words like growth, uh, discomfort, abundance. Um, my friend Judy, uh, you can actually catch her in episode 55. She, she has chosen worthiness for her word this year, which I love. I think that's such a great one. There's so many different options there. So I think that that's a really helpful exercise as well, because you can kind of tie everything that you do throughout the year back to that one word and see if it all ties, if it all ties in, right? Like see if, if your word is going to make sense with your goals. Something I'm actually working towards this year, rather than just choosing a single word, I have a bit of a bigger sort of more overreaching goal. And this is particularly related to, to business specifically, but I think that in general it can, it can be helpful. And sometimes is I'm working towards getting as many no's given to me as possible. And that sounds weird. Like it, <laughs> it sounds sort of totally counterintuitive, but my reasoning is if you're only ever getting yeses, then you aren't putting yourself out there and getting uncomfortable enough right? Like think about that. So for example, in 2018, I got almost entirely yeses from every podcast guest I've propositioned to come onto the podcast. To me, that has been amazing by the way, because I've had like the most incredible guests. But to me, that also means that I'm a little comfortable with the people I'm reaching out to. And I think that it means that I need to go even bigger and to stretch myself to reach for those people that might seem, you know, kind of like scary or, or too important to come on my little podcast or, you know, any of those not good enough feelings that can come up or, or sense of unworthiness or anything like that. But that's when I have to bring myself back to that main goal that I've set for the year about, I need to get as many no's as possible because in those, those huge number of no's, there's going to be a lot more yeses than there were last year. So that's really important to me. And, and I think that that's something that can really be applied across the board. So I, I would love to hear what you think about that too. Something else that I want to mention is if you are setting goals for yourself, 
And there are people in your life who doubt you, who don't believe that you can achieve what you're reaching for. They, they might even put you down. They might even tell you, you know, that that's ridiculous. And, and what are you thinking? There's no way that that could ever happen, that, that you could do that, anything like that. That's actually a gift. And when you start to see that as a gift, it will change your entire perspective and it will set a fire under you because the gift of doubt, other people's doubt, the gift of other people's doubt for you and your goals gives you a certain ability to, and and a certain motivation, I might add, to prove people wrong and to go do that big, hairy, scary thing that other people think that you aren't capable of. That can actually be one of the most powerful motivators in the world. And again, it, it sounds kind of counterintuitive, but a lot of times you will hear very successful people say that who they are today is so far from their roots and so far from where they came from. And that, you know, a lot of times you'll hear people say, you know, people thought I was crazy for doing this, or people said this would never work. Um, you know, look at somebody like, I don't know, Steve Jobs, right? Everyone thought he was bonkers with, (laughs) with the Apple and the Mac and all of his like crazy inventions that he was coming up with. And, and look what he did. He completely revolutionized the world as we know it when it comes to technology and, you know, the, the little computers that we carry around with us in our pockets everywhere, how we listen to music. He changed, uh, he, he changed lives. And you are capable of that too. Not in necessarily that same way. I mean, we all have have unique gifts, but there are all kinds of things that you are capable of that just because someone else says that you can't do it, use that. Take that as a gift and run with it. Run with it and don't look back until until you've done what you said you were going to do. And write it down somewhere if you have to. But typically, we tend to remember those types of comments. And they, they can have a really sharp cutting edge to them when they're said to us, but they can end up turning into your biggest successes. So remember that. And I also just really want to stress that no matter what, just start somewhere. Start somewhere. If you are feeling super unsure, if you have uh, a project that you want to work on, or you're just looking to change things up somehow, you feel like you're in a rut, you just kind of have the winter blues, like whatever it is, just start with something so small, like go for a walk. That's that's my go-to typically is to go for a walk, to get outside, to get some fresh air, change your scenery. Um, you know, hopefully it, maybe you can even like walk somewhere that you don't typically walk just to, to mix it up a little bit. Change up your routine and it can bring you back to life. That is what I have found more than ever in, in the last few weeks. Just switching something up can absolutely give you life. So I hope that this has been helpful. I just, I really want you to feel encouraged by this. If you are feeling like you're having a tough time right now, if January feels hard for you, I, I hear you, 100% hear you. January always feels hard to me. And I just want you to know that you are not alone that there are still all kinds of things to be grateful for, to celebrate, and that you can make a change whenever you want to make a change. 
Like ignore all the bullshit about January 1st and blah, 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 because you end up feeling like a failure then when mid-January rolls around and you aren't where you wanted to be. So stop putting so much weight on dates in the calendar and start putting a lot more weight in faith in yourself. Okay. So I would love to get your thoughts on this. Please, please, please take a screenshot, share it on uh, social media, on Instagram. I'm over at Emily Goff coach. Make sure to tag me so that I can thank you in real life because I have to tell you it makes my day when I see people sharing the episodes and I really want to build up the reviews for the podcast in iTunes this year. It's a huge goal of mine. I really, really want to push this because it makes such a difference. It shows, you know, iTunes that people are listening and engaged and and loving the, the material and it really helps to expand how the podcast can reach out to others. So I would be so grateful if you would leave a review on iTunes. It takes two seconds, truly, I swear, that's it, maybe not two, but like 30 max. It, it honestly takes 30 seconds tops, and I would just be so incredibly grateful. So please, if you can take a moment uh, to leave a review, that would mean the world to me. So I will see you guys back here on Thursday, and I hope you have a beautiful day. Thanks so much for listening to the Room to Grow podcast today. All show notes and references can be found over at roomtogrowpodcast.com. And can you do me one huge favor before you go though? If you can take a, take a screenshot of this episode and tag me on social media, I would absolutely love to see who's listening and get to connect with you and thank you. And if you could leave a review on iTunes, that would go a long way and make such a huge difference. It really helps to get the word out there, get more amazing guests on the show and helps to get all of this information out to the world. Looking forward to growing with you.